I think every student should try having at least one client while they're studying just to get that sort of outside perspective. And not only that, but also it forces you to take on a lot of responsibility and act professional and mature. And those are good skills to have as well. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. I'm Femke. And I'm Charlie. Today's episode is our version of a back-to-school special, I suppose. Uh, It's back-to-school time for the Northern Hemisphere. People will be returning to university soon if they've not already, potentially starting their first year at design school. So we thought it might be good to do an episode about making the most of design school. I actually did a video about this giving top five tips on my YouTube channel a couple of weeks ago and someone commented on there that they'd love to hear more about this more in depth and suggested we do a podcast episode about it. So here we are doing so. Good suggestion. Yeah. If you ever want to hear something in particular from us, please always feel free to suggest because we obviously want to make the kinds of episodes you want to hear. So yes, today's episode will be especially for people who are going to design school and wanting to learn how to make the most of the experience because I don't know about you, Femme, but I feel like design school can be whatever you make it to be. It could be really valuable. It could be really expensive and unnecessary if you choose it to be so. So it's all down to how you see it. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's, you can kind of apply that to multiple things too, like, We all sort of have these goals, I guess, of like, oh, if I do that thing, then I'll be this. But at the end of the day, a lot of the time it comes down to is your effort as well, right? Like you have to show up. And so it's all about how much you put into it personally in terms of what the gain is going to be and what you're actually going to get out of it. Totally. For a while after I left design school, I was a like... For the most part, I loved my design school experience. It was really valuable. But there were some parts of it that I was kind of, I don't know, annoyed about that we didn't get taught about this thing or that thing. And then a few years down the track when I sort of, I don't know, adopted a more positive mindset and learning more about these things, I realized that it was up to me to ask my tutors about that stuff. If I wanted to see it in the curriculum, I needed to say that, you know, there's no use complaining about things and not taking any action about them. I think it's really easy to feel that way because when you're a student, you don't really feel like you have control over the curriculum, right? Like you kind of sign up for something and you don't really have a choice, like that's what you got to learn and you got to do whatever material is sort of given to you. But I think that if you have a suggestion or an idea or even feedback, quite a lot of the time your tutors are really interested to hear that. And I experienced this firsthand actually where I was a little bit disappointed with the uh, curriculum or a particular course that I was doing at university. And so I did the, uh, you know, maybe not the wisest thing to do at the time, but I wrote a blog post about it. Oh, really? uh, Yeah, my tutor actually saw it uh, and you know offered for me to sort of come in and like let's talk about it and I felt kind of bad at the time because I sort of realized then afterwards in hindsight that that's probably what I should have done is just go and talk to the tutor but I guess I didn't feel like I really had a voice I felt like the only thing I could really do was complain about it but 
in hindsight, actually, they are willing to hear your feedback. So if you have a suggestion or feedback, then I would suggest going straight to your tutor and not writing a blog post like <laughs> I did. Did it? Uh, did the changes that you suggested, have they been applied to the course now? Like, how did that go down, the feedback that you gave them? You know, I don't know because I was sort of finishing up there. So I don't right, know what the influence it had or, or if there was any influence from it. Uh, but it, it was still interesting or I guess it was good that at least the tutor was interested in hearing about it and wanted to learn more about it. Whether they actually took it on board or not, I, I don't know. Yeah, that is really good, actually. I'm glad that they reached out to you and I can understand completely why you wrote a blog post before going to them because <laughs> I don't know I feel like the education system just does seem like this thing that's set in stone right but especially with design it needs to adapt a lot and it needs to keep up with the times keep up with the technology and obviously there's design principles that are going to be you know relevant forever but yeah there's other things and ways of working uh you know like agile system perhaps that was never discussed in university that's maybe a thing that's being talked about now because that's so common as a way people will end up working when they go in the workforce I'd be surprised if it's not discussed you know university courses need to adapt to keep up with those sorts of things to better prepare their students so I'm sure that they would have taken that feedback on board because students doing well looks good for the university right yeah and I feel like it's coming up more and more where design students graduate and then are sort of, you know, thrown into the workforce or whatever. And suddenly we're exposed to all these other things that you don't get taught about design school. Most of those things being like about business, because Mm. I mean, we are in the business of design. Like it is a business. It's something that you have to sell and it's a commodity. And so not learning any of those kind of things at design school. I mean, I'm sure there are some design schools that do teach that, but the one that I slash we went to uh, didn't have a focus on that and so not learning those skills which are actually essential I don't know I, I'm I don't know if they're doing it now but I really think that they should be yeah that was one of the main things that I sort of felt annoyed that wasn't covered in my degree but I've since realized that you just can't expect the school to do everything for you and to hand you all the information Yes, it was. A, I think it was a failing on their part that there's not more focus on that, especially given the way uh, the world works now. You know, there's more and more freelancing opportunities and it's important to know about things like understanding contracts and the fact that you should even have a contract. Uh, so I wish that was discussed, but perhaps it's, it's hard to, you know, change the curriculum that quickly. Um, but the point is that there's a lot of classes that you can take online that are nothing to do with university that teach those things and it's up to you to seek them out so I, I guess the first piece of advice to jump right in for making the most of design school is if there's something that you feel like you need to learn and none of your classes are teaching it first of all talk to your tutor and also look it up online and and take another course or you know watch some youtube videos about it don't wait for the information to be handed to you go out and seek it out Yeah, I think that's also true with like even if you are learning stuff at design school that is useful, it doesn't mean that it ends there. Like it doesn't mean that you go home at the end of the day and like leave it at school and like, okay, yeah, I did the minimum effort required. Like there's so much resource and learning available online. A lot of it 
still free as well, that I would totally encourage you to continue like investing your time in that skill. Even if you're already learning it at school, it might be valuable to get, I don't know, a different perspective online from someone else or just continue refining it and researching more about it. Totally. That's uh, one of my biggest regrets from design school, I think, is thinking that you just had to do what the school was telling you. You know, I was the person who went straight into design school from high school. So I didn't have a gap in between like uh, some people do. So I was used to that high school mentality of you do what the teacher says, you know, basically. And it took me a while to shift gears into realizing that, okay, they treat you more like adults here and you have to be the one to put the effort in yourself if you want to get something out of it, they're not going to force you to do things. And if you do the, the, really what's shown in class is the bare minimum, right? Like the research books or articles, whatever they set for you, if you just read those, sure, you've done the minimum and you've done what they asked, but it's going to be much better for yourself if you expand that research and yeah, add to it with other things. Yeah, I think it's because up until we attend design school or, or university or whatever it is, We've been brought up being taught by someone else, like by another Mm. figure, usually a teacher in the classroom. And so I guess we just continue to think that way of like, oh, well, I'll I'll just keep showing up to school and the teacher will keep teaching me. But I don't know. I think if you also then teach yourself, which is probably if you're new to university, that's probably a new concept for you of teaching yourself something. I think that goes hand in hand with university really really well I agree totally I think the best design schools well not that I've been to any more than the one I went to but I really liked that they focused more on the principle of design and design thinking than they did on teaching the software so I had to teach myself to use design software for the most part we had a couple of classes on it but they didn't go into much depth it was just the basics you know And if we wanted to do a specific thing, we had to research for ourselves how to do that. And that's how I learned to use design software. And that was a new concept to have to teach myself things, basically, especially since I was at university and I figured that they were just going to teach me everything I needed to know. So then discovering that actually there's more stuff that you should be learning as well that you need to do in your own time. So what, like, I'd love to hear what are some of those things that you think you don't necessarily get at design school, but you think are still worth learning and that you would encourage anybody listening to this to perhaps pursue learning in their own time. I would say if your design school doesn't cover things like the business side, like we talked about, definitely look up some online videos or courses about that. I recently took the new school's pricing class. I think it's called designers pricing class is its name. It'll be linked in the show notes, which will be found at designlife.fm slash episode 41. I took that class and I really enjoyed it. It was really valuable and gave me loads of information. And I think it'll be good for designers at any level who are wanting to get into freelancing. So I'd recommend doing something like that to learn more about the business side and how all that should work. And also learning about things like like on a smaller scale learning, but software shortcuts and things to speed up your workflow. Read articles about that and about like productivity hacks that people are doing and and that sort of thing. Because design school, in my experience, will teach you the principles of design and like how to think creatively, how to think like a designer, 
But when it comes to the actual physical process of doing design, there's a lot that you need to learn for yourself. How about you? Is there anything you want to add to that list? Yeah, I mean, I I agree the business side of things and just to get a little little bit more detailed there, things like how to price your work, what different pricing strategies and structures there are, uh, how to write proposals and how to write contracts and, and those kind of more sort of paperwork things that, while they sound really tedious, are actually really important and can, you know, make a difference in whether you land a project or not. And I would agree with the workflow thing a lot as well. I think during design school, you focus a lot on just the design part but if you think about the whole I guess workflow or maybe a better word to use is life cycle I guess like Mm -hmm. if you're working with a team maybe in an agency or in-house whatever you know perhaps the idea started with the marketing team and then it moved on to the design team and then it goes to the product team and then the engineering team or something like that and you don't really get to experience those other teams or how those other teams are made up when you're at design school because you're just the little design section. So maybe doing a bit of like research and gaining some understanding of how design fits within an organization and what the role of design is and the potential teams that you're going to have to work with. I think that could also be quite valuable to learn. Yeah. And also about a previous episode of ours, I can't remember what number it was off the top of my head, but that'll be linked in the show notes as well. But it was about in-house versus agency versus freelance. Yes. Learn more about those types of design and because they all work quite differently. But yeah, learn how they work. Yeah, I found design school was very much oriented towards agency life and working directly with clients. But yeah, look at both of us. We've ended up in-house. So I think it's also worth exploring those other different avenues for sure. What was, we've talked about the, like, the failings of design school that we've experienced and it's easy to complain, like we said, but what are the, some of the most valuable things that you got out of design school and I suppose what you did to get those valuable things? Because like we've talked about, things are not just handed to you. You've got to, you know, go with the process and work them out for yourself sometimes. So what are some things you did that were really valuable and had a positive influence on your experience? Oh, what a great question. I think design school taught me a lot about like time management and deadline and sort of how I manage and structure my time. Uh, And like that's flown on to so many other things in my life, not just design, but time management in general. And I think also when I, when I was starting design school, I sort of just thought of design as like the actual physical, like creating design. So like the drawing or, you know, creating something on the computer or something. But I then learned that there's actually so much of that process before that bit and also a lot after that bit. So things like research and brainstorming and critique and all of those kind of things were things that are like vital in terms of the design workflow but were things that I like had never really spent that much time on because I was just too excited about the actual doing bit of the design if that makes sense. Yeah totally I I remember being in that situation as well where you thought design was just making something that looks cool. Yeah and then exactly. you go to design school or whatever you learn design in another way and you realize that actually design is about problem solving and this thing looks cool because it solves the specific problem in this specific way. Yeah. I, time management for me is definitely a valuable thing I got out of design school and becoming just more independent in general. 
being in charge of your own destiny I suppose like there's no one going to give you a detention if you don't show up for class you have to be the one to motivate yourself to go along responsibility yeah responsibility and learning that self-motivation has stuck with me to this day and it's probably the reason I do side projects I started a couple of side projects in university and that like way back then was teaching me about uh, getting passion projects done alongside the work that you have to do balancing those two things when there's something you'd rather be doing but you have to focus on this other thing instead you know that that was really valuable is there anything in hindsight that you would go back and tell your younger self in terms of like I don't know uh, maybe you now with what you've learned since graduating design school maybe you'd go back and tell yourself something in particular so that you'd get more out of design school yeah, definitely. One I talked about in the YouTube video I did of my top five tips was to hang out with your peers and to work in the university studios. And a lot of people just do that by default, but I really like my own space and I'm a bit of an introvert, so I prefer to just like hang out by myself and work with my music going, headphones on, you know. But I think that I would have got a lot more value out of design school if I'd been working around my peers more. You know, a lot of my classmates would head into university on the weekends and work in the computer labs there, even though they had a computer at home, which I just didn't understand because I was like, why would you want to do that? But I wish I had because they got to give each other critiques. They got to get feedback from each other and build that sort of sense of camaraderie, I suppose. And I think that they would have benefited from it and learned more from it than I did when I would just get critiques in class time because really the critiquing process can happen anywhere in the design process so I didn't need to wait for those things but I was just shy about showing them my work and yeah I don't know that's that's something I do differently what about you anything like that yeah similar ish I mean I I didn't spend that much time at design school either after hours I was the same I'd go home and do it there, have my big screen, just found it easier. Exactly. <laughs> but also I would go back and tell myself to push harder. And by that I mean that I was very much a student who came up with a, or what I thought was a great idea, and I would cling to it, if you know what I mean. So like, I'd be like, yes, this is a, my great idea and I'm going to do anything I can to make it work, if you know what I mean. And you know, quite often our first good ideas actually turn out to be quite terrible and you kind of have to like break the barrier or like go over the hill to sort of actually get to the good ideas at the very end. You know, it's like writing down 20 dumb ideas or something before actually getting to anything that's remotely useful. And I didn't really do that. I just kind of would pick an idea and go for it and really struggle along the way. Like I'd get more than halfway in terms of time-wise to the project before I realized that it wasn't working and then I wouldn't have enough time to do something different. So my advice would be to, at the start, really push yourself in terms of ideas. And even when you feel like you're stuck, just try and get out 10 more. And I know that that sounds like a lot and it's really difficult, but that's where your most golden ideas are going to be. Yeah, totally. I, I definitely did a bit of that too. I started to break through that near the end, but something along similar lines that I struggled with that I'd definitely want to go back and change but I don't know yeah I don't know just at the time couldn't work out how was that I was too concerned with being right 
and I was concerned too much with the grades and I wish that I wasn't like I wish that I'd tried some crazy stuff but I was just afraid of failing like we just talked about in our previous episode about fear of failure I was worried that if I tried something crazy and like thought outside the box then my tutor wouldn't get it and I'd get a bad mark and that'd be it my life would be over you know I'd come out of high school being like a good student I think uh, I was second runner-up to the ducks which means that was like the ducks is like the person who got the best grades in high school so I was second runner-up so I had that academic pressure I suppose and I just wanted to be right a lot so I, I worried a bit too much about what my tutors thought about my work when what I should have been doing is coming up with creative ways to answer the brief and then practicing how to rationalize that and explain it to my tutors so that they would come around to my side of thinking rather than me worrying about you know trying to fit in with what they thought I think it's much better to challenge yourself in that way and to try new things because what you realize once you get out into the design world is that your tutors don't know everything and that design can be subjective and there's not only one specific way to answer a brief you can have different creative ways to answer it so I shouldn't have worried about that basically was what that long spiel was coming down to. No yeah totally I mean I found the same when I was at design school was that I felt like I had to come up with a solution that my tutor would like and sort of like tailored to their personal you know tastes mm. I specifically remember one time uh we're doing a group project and a fellow student was like okay we should use the font din and we should use yellow because I know that this tutor really likes those two things <laughs> and we were like oh yeah yeah gotta you know gotta do stuff that'll appeal to their personal taste but oh, and, sorry, and do you think that no 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 but do you think that's right like I would argue no. that not at all. Yeah, I agree. I think that we should, as, as students, we should be pushing ourselves to, you know, go out of that creative box. And then I think what the problem there is, is that we haven't been taught how to communicate our design solution. So like you might come up with something that's like really great and solves the problem and is like a super good solution and is so far out of the sort of, you know, creative box that people might not get it. But then it's up to us to communicate it so that they do understand it. And I think that is a skill that a lot of students lack, is actually being able to explain or communicate their design solution. Yeah, totally agree. I also think that perhaps the tutors don't realise how much influence they have over the students because obviously they've been in the real design world and they know that personal preference shouldn't come into it. But I think that needs to be drilled into students more. So hopefully any current or future design students listening to this podcast, hopefully this chat helps drill that into them because you shouldn't worry about what your tutor specifically likes. And your tutor shouldn't really be talking about what they like. And I think that the impressions we get of, you know, their personal preferences just came from seeing their work perhaps or, you know, the work they gravitate towards. But they shouldn't be encouraging that. And I don't think our tutors did. We just picked up on things and thought that it would help. <laughs> well, yeah, because our job is to provide the best design solution, not provide the design solution that tailors to the tutor's tastes. Yeah, or not even provide the design solution that gets the best marks. Because yeah. you shouldn't. that shouldn't be what comes into your mind. The What you're trying to do is solve the problem, not trying to get a good mark. Generally, if you solve the problem, it will get a good mark. So you don't need to worry about that. So we asked out on Twitter as we usually do. You can follow us at Design Life FM on Twitter to be a part of these discussions. 
And we asked, if you went to design school, what advice do you have for making the most out of the experience? And Natasha said, work hard, but don't obsess over grades. In the end, it's your portfolio and personality that will get you a job when you graduate. I wish that I'd thought more at design school about my portfolio at the end of it. I find so many students, and I did this too, do projects that are like aimed at other students. And that means that, yes, it's a target audience you understand, but you're not challenging yourself much to put yourself in the shoes of others because basically you're making something for yourself. And also you end up with a portfolio that's all work that's aimed at other students. It's not very diverse. Yeah, and also I see some students feel like they can't share their student work because it's not a real project. But I I would disagree. I think it's still okay to show concepts and, you know, student work. I think it's still valuable. Yeah, definitely, especially when you're going for your first job. Uh, And if you can explain how like if you haven't had any any clients before perhaps and you're trying to go for a first job and all you've got is university projects you need to talk about them as if they are real you know you need to talk about what the issue was that you were trying to solve and like we just said the issue wasn't trying to get an a you know there's a there's a bigger issue at hand that the designer's trying to solve so focus on that and don't lie don't pretend it was real (laughs) but yeah they care more about the process yeah, definitely. I, I doubt they'll ask you what the grade was that you got for that project. They're definitely going to be more interested in seeing the process and how you got to that specific design solution, maybe other things that you tried. That's definitely going to be much more valuable for them than what grade you got on that project. Yeah, totally. And that's why I wish I hadn't worried so much about the grades. Like, obviously you need to pass to get the degree, but I didn't need to worry so much about getting those A's. Were you quite pedantic in terms of keeping like a workbook and showing your whole sort of research phase? Because I was absolutely terrible at that. And I regret being so terrible because I think there's so much value in being able to show your whole process from start to finish. I used a workbook. Again, I was just worried about the grades. Uh, So I, I wasn't really thinking of it as useful for me. I was thinking of it as, oh, I need to have a workbook to present with my project. Like I need to hand this in. Whereas really the workbook is incredibly valuable to your process and doing the research will help you come up with ideas. And too often I just tried to fill it with things. You know, I was more worried about the quantity than the quality I suppose because I felt like oh I've been really inspired by this thing but I need to now go and add in a million other things because otherwise it's going to look like I only looked at this direction yeah I did exactly the same oh so, I'm like, so glad because I was just worried that I was coming across like a really dumb student no, in this episode. <laughs> I did the same like I would do I'd like let's say I'm creating a poster or whatever so mm-hmm. I've got my version of my poster that I'm really happy with but I know that in my workbook, I should have like 10 different iterations of it. So I'll just create like 10 different iterations of it. Yep. Even though I'm not really exploring those other ideas. And that's what you were talking about before, right? With going with your first idea. Yeah. Whereas if you'd actually forced yourself to come up with 10 different iterations before, you know, settling on that one and not making those other ones, you know, purposefully bad so that the one you liked would look best because that's what I did. (laughs) You would have found, like, you would have pushed yourself more if you'd done it properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that we both did that. Uh, anyone listening, please tell us we're not the only ones. Please. 
And if you're a design student listening, try not to do that. Like try to yeah. actually make the most of that as an opportunity to actually push yourself and explore other ideas because you don't know what you'll find. And really you're only cheating yourself, Like, right? We didn't get any benefit from doing those extra fake iterations. So don't do that to yourself. Learn from our mistakes. Hannah said, make friends with your classmates and get inspired by them and take advantage of your professors and learn from their experience and their connections. Definitely, the people around you are so important at design school and you never quite know what's going to come of it. A design YouTuber, Karen Cavett, commented on my design school video saying that what she loves about design school and being friends with her classmates is that now she knows people who work at all these amazing companies all over the world and so... If she ever wanted a contact at one of them, she's got all these people there. And that's that's definitely a way to think of it as well. You never know where people are going to end up. It's very cool. Good good networking for the future. Yeah, that's something I didn't really like take very seriously when I was there. Like, sure, I had friends and stuff, but I didn't really like actively try and pursue, you know, certain friendships. Uh, and especially not with tutors either. Like I just saw the tutor as the tutor and didn't really think of them as like a potential door to something else. Yeah, because tutors can recommend students for internships and jobs because obviously they're in the design industry as well. They know a lot of people. So it makes sense. Nina says, don't spend all of your time doing uni work. It's worth going out of your way to do extra things like attend meetups, hack fests and networking events. And I totally agree with this. And it's something that I only really started to do towards the end of design school is actually going to events outside of design school, like meetups and things like that, to try and meet other creatives. And I think what kind of spurred me to do that was because it was kind of that realization of like, oh, graduating soon, I guess I better meet some people in the industry so I can get a job. But I think it's worth doing it early on as well. Definitely. The earlier you can start with that, the better. It's only going to be an improvement for you. Obviously, make sure your university work gets done. But going along to those events, you could find a bit of inspiration that you need. Who knows? I like that Liz said also, start working for real clients while at university if you can. And that's something that's often neglected too, I think. There's a lot of uh, freelance projects out there that are perfectly suitable for students to do. Uh, I got my first freelance job at university doing work uh, on the email newsletter for the babyware store I worked at. You know, you never know where that's going to come from. But that first client project, even though the design work was nothing special, and I definitely would not show anybody it now, but it, it was my first like leg up in the industry, I suppose, because from there I could say I had a client. And having real clients is so valuable, having that experience, because it is very different working with clients to a university brief, right? It's so different. I think I think every student should try having at least one client while they're studying just to get that sort of outside perspective. And not only that, but also it forces you to take on a lot of responsibility and act professional and mature. And those are good skills to have as well. Yeah, definitely. So I would say if you're at design school, take design student out of your bio, just say designer and people could start approaching you for freelance work. Yeah, I totally agree. And it might be hard to do that. Like I remember being in design school and thinking, okay, so when do I stop calling myself a design student and start calling myself a designer? Like what's that defining moment when you become like amateur, I guess, to actually being a designer? And 
I've come to realize now that the answer is as soon as you start learning design, like you're a designer because you're learning it and you're already better than 90% of the rest of the people in the world at it. So own that and take the word student out. (laughs) Yep, agreed. Tony says, schedule out when you're going to do everything, particularly homework, and overestimate the time it will take too. Definitely agree with that. Keeping a schedule is essential when you're going into university because it is quite a different, well, our one was anyway, it was quite different from high school where you're not in classes all day and there's not like a set amount of homework to do each night. It's like research, which can be as long or short as you make it. So you need to be the one to schedule that in for yourself and and make sure you're doing work on days when you don't have classes as well. Danielle says, experiment with loads of different ideas while you can. Employers care about your portfolio, not your grades. And we have talked about this earlier. And I would definitely agree. I have never had an employer ask to see my grades. Have you, Charlie? Uh, I think that perhaps my first job might have because it was more like an it wasn't an internship, but it was like a part-time graphic design job. And it was at uh, quite an old school company, I'd say, like a corporate. So I don't think they really understood design. Like I wasn't working underneath another designer. I was working underneath a marketing manager. So they probably thought that was normal. But nowadays, if a company asked to see my grades, I'd be like, this is obviously not the job for me. <laughs> yeah, I think your portfolio speaks like such louder volumes than your grades. It should even speak louder than your CV. Like technically a designer should just be able to apply for a job with a portfolio. You shouldn't need a resume or anything detailing, you know, your responsibilities at each role and things like that. Shouldn't matter. The work is what should matter. But obviously many places do require a CV. There's also a couple about making the most of feedback and critique sessions. So Mark says, don't take critics of your work personally. Learn from the experience. And Andrea says, learn how to give, receive, and act on feedback. It will be a vital skill in the real world. I think having critique sessions in design school can sometimes be pretty difficult and make you feel, you know, a little bit bad. Did you ever feel? Oh, yeah. It's so hard when you're first starting out to distance yourself from your work because you care about it so much and you're like pouring your heart and soul into it. And often the projects end up being quite personal because they're not real client briefs, you know? Uh, So it's, it's so easy to feel when someone says this looks wrong for them to be saying you were wrong and like you were a bad designer. That's not what they mean at all. They're only critiquing your work, but it's really hard to distance from that distance yourself from that to start with. Yeah, I feel it's totally natural to like take such ownership of your work and kind of treat it as your baby and be really attached to it. But having that skill of being able to actually detach yourself from it and sort of see it as a proposed design solution and see it more holistically, like how is this solving the problem, you know, rather than looking at it as like, this is my design and this is what I think looks pretty or whatever, you know, design isn't necessarily supposed to be a work of art like it's not necessarily supposed to look good it's just supposed to solve a problem so as soon as you can kind of detach yourself from it and look at it as at more of that perspective then I think you'll do much better in terms of taking on feedback and critique from your peers for sure and just to throw in a little plug for myself but my I think it'll be the latest video when this episode comes out No, maybe not, but it'll be recent. I did a video with tips for critiquing, so I'll link that in the show notes as well. 
One last uh, tweet I want to read out from Michael says, finding mentors is a big one. Mentors helped me find out more about the industry and what I can experience early on. So it sounds like Michael got valuable insight into what the real world of design is like from a mentor while he was in design school, which is good. Did you find that you had one particular tutor or maybe a couple of particular tutors that you were more drawn to and that you sort of treated more like a mentor at design school? I wouldn't say I had mentors at design school, but I would say that I had mentors outside of design school. But while you were in design school? Yes. Yes, that makes sense. So where did you find them? Like, were they just people that you knew online or? Well, to be honest, you were one of those people. Oh, I totally forgot that we weren't at design school together, were we? I know, you're like three years ahead of me. So when I was at design school, being friends with you and you know, I totally looked up to you because, I mean, not only did we live together at the time, which was kind of useful, uh, but also it gave me an insight into like what your life was like as a designer. And, and that was super valuable to me. And I remember, and you probably remember too, I'd occasionally ask you to come and critique my uh, design uh, projects for, for school, which was super valuable for me to actually get a sort of quote unquote outsider's perspective on my work. Yeah, I do remember that. That That's true. And I wasn't like, obviously, I wasn't expecting you to say me because I wasn't thinking of myself as being a mentor to you because that would be weird. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. Finding someone who is already in the industry, who is like, you know, when you're in your 20s, there's not much difference. Like the age difference doesn't matter, right? So they're your peers, even though they're in the industry and you're still in design school, they can still be your peers. So reach out to people and... Ask them questions. I think it's very easy as a student to only surround yourself with other students. Totally. I I did. I I will definitely admit that, that I was all about focusing on student life. Yeah. So if you're a student who, you know, has peers and mentors outside of design school, then you're already one up. And if you don't have any, then I would recommend going to some of those meetups or networking events in your area, even if they're not tailored for students, like they could be industry students industry standard like in fact I think that's even better go along to one of those and meet the people in your industry and in your area and form good connections with them yeah that's definitely something I should have done more while I was in design school it's it's always hindsight is a wonderful thing right there's always things that you could do differently but hopefully from this episode anyone listening can improve their own design school experience by learning from the things that we wish we'd done differently cool I think that's a wrap Yeah, I think so too. If you've got any more advice you want to share, please feel free to tweet us at designlifefm. We'd love to hear it and share it with our followers so that it can help everybody out. Also make sure you follow us so that then you can be involved in the next discussion because I think this was a really good one. So thanks for everyone who sent in tweets. And you can find all our previous episodes on our website, which is designlife.fm. And for anybody who is about to head back to school good luck (laughs) yeah wishing you the best of luck don't stress too much and try and enjoy it see you next week bye fam bye